Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Lickin' on Lending, a weekly mortgage market update providing up-to-the-minute information on interest rates, loan programs, and hot industry news relating to the mortgage industry. Brought to you by Mortgage Banking Solutions, enabling executives to take their business to the next level. To participate in today's program, our guest call in line is 646-716-4972. And now, here is your host of Lickin' on Lending, David Lickin'. Welcome, everybody. Good to have you on the broadcast. There is uh, a lot of people vacationing today, but nonetheless, we do the broadcast because it is just something we do on a consistent basis. So happy Memorial Day to you, and we just want to wish you a very special uh, thank you for being a part of the broadcast. Many of you are downloading and listening to this, but we've got some people tuned in and listening. Very much appreciate our faithful listeners, or even on a holiday are dialed in and visiting with us. It's a great holiday. It's one of those ones. I want to say a special thank you uh, to our veterans and their families who have uh, serviced, served our industry and sacrificed so much for our industry, for our, our uh, for our country, not just our industry. What am I, I, this is an industry broadcast, so I'm thinking about that. So it, it contributes to our industry and all the success that we're having uh, because we are free, and we're a nation of free people because so many people have sacrificed and oftentimes given the ultimate sacrifice. So we think of you on this special day. Do you, by the way, do you know the history of Memorial Day? I found this little fact just really surprising, something I was not aware of. But Memorial Day was started by former slaves on May 1st, 1865 in Charleston, South Carolina, to honor 257 dead Union soldiers who had been buried in a mass grave in a uh, Federal prison camp. Uh, what these slaves did, or these freed slaves did, is they dug up the bodies and worked for two weeks to give them a proper burial. It was a gratitude for the fighting for their freedom. They did that out of gratitude. I just didn't realize that. And uh, they held a parade of 10,000 people led by 2,800 black uh, children where they marched and sang and celebrated. This is just something I didn't know about. I saw that on Facebook. I thought I'd share that with you. In fact, if you want to go check it out, you can go check it out and see if I can pull that up. But it's um, uh, it's out there. It's a wonderful little piece of factoid that uh, I did not realize. And I'm, it's on Facebook. I'm going to be posting it on my Facebook page here in a little bit after the broadcast. I want to take a look at it. Special thanks goes out to, and I hope I'm going to not slaughter his first name, but it's Abstract. And it's A-B-S-T-R-A-K-T. That's uh, uh, Goldsmith who um, really discovered this and shared this with us. So very interesting information as to the history and the origin of Memorial Day. Started by a group of former slaves who were honoring Union soldiers who were in a mass grave. And so then they kicked it off and it's been going ever since. So it's definitely focused on servicemen. Those have given so much to so many and through the years. I want to say a special thank you to... Our sponsor, United Guarantee, they have a Memorial Day message that they want to share. They want to say, wish all of our listeners a very happy Memorial Day. On this day, they pause, we all pause, to remember the men and women who died while serving the United States Armed Forces and to give our thanks, our United, United Guarantee would like to give their thanks to all the veterans and active duty military members for their service. They, United Guarantee, along with all of us here at the broadcast, wish the very best for a wonderful holiday. Uh, United Guarantee looks forward to serving all of the mortgage insurance needs in the coming year. 
To find out more about MI resources, the mortgage insurance resources that are available from United Guarantee, get a hold of your account executive by visiting. You can identify which account executive is handling your respective area and markets by going to www.ugcorp.com. And I would welcome uh, some feedback and what you get from them. Let us know that you've contacted them. Many of you are. Say, hey, Dave, I followed your recommendation. Contacted my rep. Great person. Didn't know him. Or they go, we know our UG rep, and uh, they're great folks. And so good partnership to have. Recommend it. They're a great partner to the radio program. And a special thank you to United Guarantee. Also, a special thank you to Velma.com. Velma stands for Virtual Electronic Marketing Assistant. Again, it's a great marketing solution that we're using here, part of our radio broadcast. It differ, it's different from other companies uh, because of the way they go about the, 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 the work that goes into pushing out these emails. For example, I've talked about this before, but logos make it through because of the way they handle your logo. A lot of those get in normal email mass marketing. Uh, these get through, and it's because of the technology and some of their you know, unique proprietary business processes. So go check them out at Velma.com. Great group of folks. Call, Get hold of Brent Emler there. He's the one we work with. Joe Farr is uh, enjoying the Memorial Day. In fact, I was with Joe uh, Saturday afternoon out at his lake place. He has a beautiful place out here, not too far from where I live in Marble Falls, Texas, but uh, it's right there on Lake LB, excuse me, Lake uh, Travis, Travis Lake. Um, and it is uh, Lake Travis, which is, dried up for a large part, but we are getting deluged with a lot of rain, and so hopefully it's going to make a dent and start bringing up the lake levels around here. We've got a serious drought code here in Texas, so uh, as they do in California. So anyway, uh, today the U.S. markets are closed, but a focus is really going to be on the Ukraine election and uh, to see what the outcome of that. And now, again, we're starting to see the results roll again. Uh, we'll be there's nothing there. I was watching the European markets last night. I was actually listening to CNBC Squawk Box last night from Europe. It's very interesting. I've been up late doing some other things, and uh, so I turned on the TV as I was getting ready to get to bed, and I was uh, listening to Squawk Box from Europe. It's very fascinating. It's fun to kind of plug into what's going on over there in Europe. Anyway, last week, mortgage rates improved a little. Uh, this is the fifth week in a row where mortgage rates have improved. During this five-week period, the improvements in the rate have been about approximately 25 basis points. MBS prices were a little volatile during the week on light trading ahead of the Memorial Day weekend. So that's always kind of the case you get before a weekend. Some volatility there is figure out what they're going to do. Uh, there was a little economic data released during the week. Jobless claims rose back to the uh, 325,000 level. Uh, leading indicators were, as expected, a little lower than last month. That's not exactly what the direction we'd like to see. Housing data showed improvement. Both new and existing home sales for April were better in March, uh, and that was welcome news. Again, largely contributable probably to the weather. Inventory of existing homes for sale actually grew 17%. From March. Now, that may sound like a negative, but in many markets, that's actually a positive thing because there's been a lack of inventory cited as the reason home sales have not been better. So a little rising of inventory is going to be a welcome news, provided it stays in balance. So we'll see if that is uh, which trend line, where that goes in the trends. Uh, but at this point, that's welcome news in most of the markets. Uh, it may be a good sign that the market is, in fact, recovering, is what Joe says in his notes. Uh, Fed speakers, let's talk about that. Cost for some positive movement in mortgage-backed securities during the week, this last week. 
The discussion centered around uh, when the Fed may discontinue replacing the runoff of its uh, portfolio. When, Jai, when uh, Joe and I were sitting together, you know, at his beautiful lake place, uh, looking out over the, the dried up lake. There's actually some water out in front of his place, but it's way out there. We were sitting and talking about this, and he said, this is really what's going to be really interesting. The Fed has been buying about $15 billion a month in MBS to replace uh, principal payments and prepayments of both bond securities. So it'll be real interesting to see what they do. The Fed's comments led the markets to believe that replacement of runoff may continue longer than previously expected. Expectations for increased demand for MBS was good for prices, and so that's what we kicked and saw it was kicked prices uh, into favorable territory last week. This week, the biggest events are durable goods orders. We have those coming out on Tuesday. Again, durable goods orders is really looking at what orders the manufacturing sector is receiving uh, for immediate or uh, delivery here in the short term. This really has to do with goods and services that the manufacturers build that are useful over the next three months. So it's kind of the things like computers, uh, vehicles, uh, automobiles, um, you know, equipment, various equipment, the kind of orders for that stuff that manufacturers are receiving. So it gives us a little insight into where that might be headed. Uh, second, look at uh, first quarter GDP on Thursday. Many exp- economists expect the first quarter GDP to be revised lower to a negative number. That's not welcome news. Uh, also on uh, core CPE, uh, excuse me, PCE on Friday. Other things on the calendar is consumer confidence, consumer sentiment, pending home sales. Could be interesting to see how that looks in light of the growing inventories. Um, Chicago PMI will be coming out Thursday. Auctions of the or the Treasury auctions, which is on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, we'll see how liquidity is flowing, what way direction of funds will be flowing. Gives us further insights into all of that. So uh, great to have Joe be a part of it. I hope you're enjoying your time out there at the lake. It's definitely you're getting some water out there, and hopefully that's going to fill up your portion of the lake. So it's good to be with you folks. We're going to be right back after this brief word. Wrong button there. hate it when I do that. So anyway. <laughs> Looking for that competitive edge? MBS QuoteLand delivers live market coverage for originators. Get up-to-the-minute mortgage market news and analysis as events occur. Get MBS prices as trades happen. Straight to your computer, email, cell phone, or PDA. Know in advance when your investors will reprice. Make better lock float decisions and increase your income. Be the expert your clients expect. And know what's moving interest rates right now, tomorrow, and beyond. MBS QuoteLine, delivering live market coverage for originators. Learn more about MBS QuoteLine today at MBS. MBSQuoteLine.com. MBSQuoteLine.com. 646-716-4972. The Lickin' on Lending Show is back. Here is your host, David Lickin'. It's good to be with you. I've got my Facebook page up and running. If you guys want to send me some messages, that'd be great. It's fun to read everything, what everyone's doing on the weekend. I'm sitting here doing a broadcast. I enjoy doing these, and it's fun to touch base with everybody. Alice Alvey it normally would come in at this segment, and uh, or Paul Mollo, both of them, which we'd recommend you check out their websites. Again, you can check out... Uh, Paul's website at imfnews.com. I just checked it. Nothing been published. It's a holiday. He is taking the day off, as he should. It's always fun to have Paul on the broadcast. Uh, Alice is enjoying the weather up there in Michigan. She has uh, said to say hello to all of our listeners. 
I want to say something about um, Easy Mortgage Apps. Was something They're not a sponsor of the broadcast, but they've done something that I am very grateful of. They've taken our radio broadcast, and you can download or listen to it with this app on your phone. Listen to our broadcast anytime. It's got a full listing of all the broadcasts, and it's another way to go about it. You can listen to it on iTunes and different things, but Mike Keller is uh, the founder of Easy Mortgage Apps, and then you can check them out at www.easymortgageapps.com. Check it out. Way to listen to our broadcast. Tony Garitano has uh, got his magazine, The Progress of the Lending. There's some articles that Tony is really focusing on that I think are just really interesting. Again, Tony is known as the technology guru within that. He's kind of the central focus point. He stayed. Uh, I think it's really important that you stay focused in your strengths. That is definitely Tony's strength is the technology side. He has uh, got a lot of people that surround him there that are part of this on a regular basis. And I just got to tell you, it's a great publication. If you're not seeing, uh, looking at uh, his publication, Progress in Lending, again, it's got a technology focus. But it's also, when he's talking about the industry, he relates it back to technology and through those eyes. Also, he has the Today's Lending Insights. Rather interesting uh, that I, I just love this publication because not only do you have the written word part, but you can also go on and click within the dynamic links that are in this when you get the e-copy of this, electronic copy of it. You can listen to, because he oftentimes does interviews that goes like when I wrote an article having to do with the caught between a rock and a hard spot. He came on and interviewed me that, so they we added extra color to what I was thinking about when I wrote that article, and it was really valuable. It gave a lot of thought of just why I did it, what my focus was, and this gives extra interest into the story. It's kind of the story behind the story that you're reading there. So anyway, kudos to Tony Garitano. Be sure to check it out. Again, the latest article I just talked or the latest publication is Today's Lending Insights. You can check it out at Progress in Lending, www.progressinlending. Tony and your group there, I wish you a very happy Memorial Day. Hope you're enjoying your family. The Prophet Doctor is also enjoying his time away. And so we are just uh, really just down to me on the broadcast is what's going on. But I have some things I want to share that happened at the uh, National Secondary Marketing Conference. So uh, I'm going to get into that right after we get back from the sad break. So stay tuned. We'll be right back right after this break to talk about the Secondary Marketing Conference in New York that took place this last week, and some walkaways that I received from that I thought I'd share with you. Have a great day. I mean, stay right, stay right there. I'll be right back after this brief break. Mortgage Banking Solutions is the preeminent management consulting firm to the residential mortgage lending industry. No other firm in the U.S. offers the menu of services or the level of expertise to the industry. If you're looking for help converting from best efforts to hedging or need help with bookkeeping to know your profit per loan, if you are interested in making the transition from broker to banker, or if you just need a roadmap for success, Mortgage Banking Solutions' primary focus is to enable executives to take their business to the next level and guide them down a path towards success and profitability. With over 300 Combined years of experience in all facets of mortgage lending, the Mortgage Banking Solutions team of professionals has the expertise and know-how to help you accomplish your goals. New warehouse lines of credit, broker-to-banker transitions, transitioning to hedging, financial and accounting services, or meeting your capitalization needs. If you need help with these or any other aspects of your business, please contact a Mortgage Banking Solutions sales team to see how we can help you at 512-977-9900. It's 512-977-9900. Mortgage Banking Solutions, enabling executives to take their business to the next level. 
I'm thinking about my parting comments. It's obviously a nice day. It's nice to sit and just visit with you guys, uh, all our listeners that are tuned in and listening. Thank you so much. And uh, so have a nice day. I uh, know we're going to continue on with the broadcast, and it is a nice day. We are having a nice day because we get to share some of it with you, an hour sitting aside here. I'm not sure we'll go with the full hour today. Uh, I want to say that the, in, at a conference, at the National Secondary Marketing Conference, the MBA puts on, uh, it was well attended. Um, there was just a lot of... Uh, Good conversation going on by many. In fact, that's the reason a lot of people get there. And I thought I'd start out by saying this, that we have way too many people that do not register for this conference. And I want to just say, if you're going to go to these conferences, and you should, these conferences are really, really important. There were some things that were talked about there, and I'll get into some of it in just a minute. But for those that go just to have meetings because they know the whole industry is there – I understand why you do that, yeah, and you say, well, why would I register for something when I'm not attending all the sessions or any of the sessions? Well, I'll tell you one really good reason. Number one, it gives you a legitimacy at the conference. You're not walking around, hey, I'd like to meet you. For example, I won't meet with someone who's not registered at the conference. That's just out of respect to the MBA. They do a great job of putting these on. A lot of work goes into it, and it is frustrating for them to have a lot of people attending this that aren't registering. They say, yeah, but Dave, I've, I confronted several people on it when I was there, and they said, yeah, but Dave, I would never be attending. I said, that's not the point. Are you having meetings here? Are you benefiting from attending this conference? They say, well, of course I am. Everyone's here, but no point in paying the money. Save the money. Well, you know what? You're saving some money, but I tell you, you're putting a chink in your uh, the perception. It just it, it comes across the little bit of money you're saving is really puts you in a bad light, especially for those of us who are there and are registered at the conference. Uh, and I think it's really important. So chose to be there, did not register. If you're feeling a little bit of uh, pressure for me to register, that's not just a little bit. It's a whole lot. Be sure to do it. Register for the conference. It's important. And uh, I tell you, it gives you legitimacy at these things. You don't have to be slinking around in the halls and the shadows and and uh, because there's a number of us going to be turning up the heat on that issue because we really need to support the NBA, especially as we see volumes go down and the contractions in the marketplace. We must support the NBA and what's going on there. Great meetings. Had excellent meetings. And uh, some of the people I had a chance to meet with, of course, being a part with the radio program, had the chance to meet with our friends at uh, Source Media, National Mortgage News, uh, Mark Fogarty, uh, Special good time sitting down with him, talking to him, and he asked me a lot of questions about the radio program. Then I realized he published on, I think it was Friday, a uh, piece about the radio program. We did the live radio broadcast from the conference there, and uh, I want to say a special thank you to the team at NBA who made that possible. We've tried to do that before. But the, the connection to the Internet is really critical for this broadcast. We don't have a good connection. We just can't do good audio. And sometimes cell phones work. Sometimes they don't. We're always prepared to dive in with our cell phones. But uh, it doesn't always work that way. So it was really appreciated when the NBA made the arrangements with the hotel. And, man, I tell you, we had some serious bandwidth on that broadcast. So it was great. Anyway, uh, Mark and I sat down, and he was really interested in what we're doing in the broadcast. And I do want to get Mark Fogarty on the line here. Uh, also sat down, or on the broadcast is what I mean, and uh, but it was really interesting some of the things he brought out and talked about. So one of the things is I believe this broadcast is something that a number of you should be doing. If you're uh, doing uh, trying to get loans from builders or realtors, what a great way to be able to connect with realtors uh, or builders. Doing a broadcast from an open house, and you say, but Dave, isn't that a lot of work? Yeah, yeah I, I get that maybe this may not be your thing, but... There's ways. This wasn't my thing either, by the way. 
Um, many of you are very complimentary to me on these broadcasts and how I do these and how they are they really flow. They go well. Uh, we're getting a lot of feedbacks for winning awards. Again, Tony Garretown gave us the Progress Lending Innovation 2012 Award. That was very good. Um, so we appreciate the recognition. But the biggest thing is, are we making a difference? And that's the greatest reward award I could get is to write, know that we're making a difference. And Mark highlighted the fact that we are. In fact, so much so, he wrote, and talked about how others should be doing it, and I believe that's the case. So if you're always trying to figure out how to do a radio broadcast, let me know. I'll be happy to work with you on how to set that up. Also met with Bonnie Sanak of uh, More Source Media, National Mortgage News. Great interview to sit down and talk to her with her about some of the things. The first time I met, I've been, been to dinner with Mark before at previous conference, but the first time I got a chance to sit down and get to know Bonnie. Really great reporter who does both of these folks, and, as well as, Brad Frankelstein got to say hi to Brad a lot. Good folks. And um, they really do a good job of covering the stories. I mean, Brad is one of the most diligent guys that's sitting down. He goes out, listens to the speech, and he comes back to the press room, sits down, and just cranks out another article or commentary. He's just one of the most digital, diligent, focused guys. Uh, so are Mark and Bonnie, but I see Brad just listen, go right back to his computer and write. Uh, Mark and Bonnie, it was great sitting down with both of you. Mark, thanks for the article focusing on the radio program. Appreciate it very much. I also sat down with Joel and Andrew Berman of National Mortgage Professional. We've had a long-standing partnership with them. I write for their publication called National Mortgage Professional. If you have not uh, seen their or subscribed to it, it's free. It comes gets delivered to you free. In fact, I was one of, one of my clients as a large bank and um, it's a regional bank, but it's a very large, and they're very active in the mortgage lending space. And they had a whole stack of these national mortgage professionals, and they were going around landing it on virtually everyone's desk. This is well-read by those that are in the know of what's going on. I encourage you to get it. It's a beautiful publication. They do a great job of uh, putting it out there. I have the privilege of writing about it. It's looking on leadership, and it's an article I've been publishing now for two, three years, maybe longer. And uh, so it's great to see Andrew and Joel Berman there encourage you to pick up this magazine, check out what they're doing and saying. Lots of good ideas there. Appreciate both of them. One of the meetings I had there is with Marsha Davies. I was very excited. I've known Marsha. I've sat at dinners with her and her husband and, and visited with them. Um, and But if you get close to the MBA, you realize what a unique partnership, professional partnership, she and David Stevens have. And I am always looking for what it takes for executives to succeed in this very complicated, very ever-challenging mortgage environment that we're in. And the MBA is doing very, very well. They are prospering, they are growing, and they have now financial reserves as a result of David's and Marsha's leadership. But a lot of people just see David. He's out there, he's the front guy, and it's really Marsha behind the scenes that is making this thing really run. So I had a sit-down meeting with Marsha. I talked about her role and partnership with David Stevens and uh, how, they, how they've really formed that. And we're going to have her on the broadcast to talk about that. But a couple of things just to kind of tease you is they've been working together for a long, long time. Uh, they started working together at uh, Freddie Mac. And, of course, like any good partnership, you, like this professional partnership, you probably don't always start off with the best of terms. So they had opposite roles. But there was over a period of time they formed a friendship and a professional partnership that is just outstanding. I, I really like watching David Stevens operate and he has a wonderful marriage to Mary and I wonder I love seeing how that partnership on a pro 
personal basis goes. And then you see a partnership like what he has forged with Marsha there, and it's really amazing to see what a, that, that is bringing about as far as results. Again, at the end of the day, it's all about results, folks, and they're having results, and it's result of that partnership. So we're going to be bringing Marsha to the broadcast, and we're working on scheduling a date so we can interview her, because I see a lot of executives like myself who are, and David who are good out front. We're out making things happen, but things are not always working as they should down in our organizations, and it's because we're good at what we do. We're out front talking to people, generating activity, but who's back at the ranch making sure things are getting executed on and executed upon in excellence? And that's Marsha's role. She does an outstanding job of it there at the NBA. Looking forward to having her on the broadcast. I want to talk briefly about some of the information that Mike Frattentoni put out in his economic data. Now, we had Mike on the broadcast. It wasn't that terribly long ago. And Mike was on, and we talked extensively. In fact, it was we had Mike on on May 12th. Go back and listen to that broadcast. It was excellent. Um, but one of the things that Mike talked about there at the conference that I thought was really interesting, he says, we're starting to see a pickup in, in uh, refinances. And he said he put the refinances in three categories. He says there's the category that uh, have good credit and they had good equity, and so they refinanced and they're out of the market. In other words, they've got the low, low rates. They took advantage of it, may even refinance a couple of times to get down to the lowest possible rate. They're out of the market. So it's the go, folks with good credit and good equity, they're done because they obviously spotted the opportunity and ran at it. The second group is those with good credit but had no equity. And as a result of double-digit appreciation of home values in many markets across the country, we've actually seen this group be able to refinance and get a lower interest rate because of the, the equity, they have equity in their home, or at least they're back at not a negative equity situation. So Mike thought a lot of these folks have already had their loans refinanced. Now, there's a third category, which we're really entering into. They had poor credit. And they now have equity. So these are the folks that were credit challenged, but it's been a long enough period of time where that credit has been able to hear, heal. Uh, they've got themselves up, their FICO score up. They've gotten out of their debt. Either they worked through it or got charged off or whatever, but it, it's, in, it's in a good place. So what's really interesting about that is that we are seeing um, that category now really come to light, which is also interesting why we're starting to see some uh, loan programs beginning to come in to work more favorably with those that have had a poor credit history. So we're seeing activity pick up in the area of refinancing. Again, we actually saw the refinance numbers actually go up in the application, the MBA application index. Looking at that, that was very interesting. Now, Mike feels that we're going to see interest rates, the 30-year fixed rate mortgage, is going to be getting close to 5% as we exit 2014. And then we're going to see it continue to go up slightly through 2015 to at the end of the first quarter is 5.1, 5.2, 5.3, staying throughout the rest of the year. So just a modest increase in 2015 means most likely we're going to continue to see the economy struggling, at least in the, the mortgage side of it, uh, for a period of time. Yet the MBA is starting to see some growth in applications, but it's modest. It's very, very modest. So we've got some interesting things. That really gets me to... The next point, and I'll come back to some things Mike said in a minute, but what's really interesting is the number one 
topic, at least everywhere I went in the circle, certainly not, I'm sure, everywhere, but at least the topics that I was dialed in on and listening to and having meetings on, all had to do with mergers and acquisitions, the M&A area of our business, mergers and acquisitions. I had more hedge funds, private private equity firms, uh, Wall Street firms request meetings with me to say, Dave, we're interested in coming into the market, and we think this is a good time. We'd like to discuss this thought, these this theory that it's a good time to enter the market with you. So I sat down. Every one of the meetings I had, or almost every one of them, was related to this very topic. So I sat down with a lot of potential buyers. And the way they want to structure those acquisitions is interesting. They don't necessarily want the management team to go away. A lot of these investors, these private equity firms that have a lot of these large institutional investors, are looking for an MSR play. They've listened um, to what's going on with some of the leaders in the industry, and they uh, they see the opportunity start aggregating this servicing, and it's been going on for some time. So we're starting to see those buyers come in and say this for the MSRs. We really want to leave the management of the company in place, the top, let the company run as it has. We're looking for good originators that have Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac approvals. How long have we been saying on this radio, if you don't have a Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, Jenny Mae approval, get one. It's going to have value. And boy, is that ever proven to be in good advice. So uh, we're seeing a lot of mergers and mergers and uh, acquisitions happening, uh, more acquisitions probably than mergers, although at the lower ends, we're starting to see companies merge up and starting to look as though well, I'm strong at this, and they find a company that has a complementing strength. They do merge in a true sense of merging, bringing together like talents, complementary talents, not like talents. And uh, like one person said in a marriage, you know, why is it that opposites attract? And they said, because if two people that were the same were in a marriage, one of them is unnecessary. I thought that was an interesting comment. I think when it comes to mergers and acquisitions, it's similar to marriage. If we merge with people that are just like us, then one of us is unnecessary. So the mergers that we're seeing that are success, successful are those that they're complementary. Someone may be stronger in operations and compliance but struggle in production. So they're merging with a strong compl- uh, production uh, culture. Now, it's working through those, idea, those, those conflicts is the key to having a long-term sustainable relationship, but we're seeing that go on. But probably one of the most significant thing that I'm seeing is the amount of money that's flowing into our industry willing to acquire companies. So it's interesting and not surprising that I get pulled aside a lot by guys that own their business saying, Dave, I don't want to talk about it. I sure don't want the word out on the street. You're a consultant, so please treat this with strictness of confidence. So I'm not mentioning any names, but a lot of folks pulled me aside and say, Dave, if you hear of someone wanting to come in, I think I'm ready to do something. It is the compliance. I'll say, why? Why are you going to say See, there's two reasons people, at least there's lots of reasons, but there's two primary categories. There's someone who's made a mature decision. I'm done. I'm thinking at the where I'm at in my life cycle, their personal life, their uh, business life, and they're going, I've had a good run, and I really think I'm ready to do something different. Or at least take some chips off the table, some money off the table, and possibly just, you know, 
exit the business. Uh, now, that's for those of us that have been around. I'm 63. I've been in the business for 40 years. I'm just I'm just getting my legs, folks. I just really want to stay in this. Again, in the role of consulting, I do that. I understand, though, if you're personally guaranteeing uh, large amounts of that, you look at market volatility. I mean, there's a lot of risk at it when owning a mortgage company. So I get a lot of guys are saying, Dave, I really think it's a great time for me to find someone who can bring in the additional help, the, the additional capital necessary to manage this risk. So we're seeing that. The capital is out there, folks. If you're at all thinking about it, uh, call me. I'll be happy to get you in touch. My business partner, Chuck Klein, does that type of consulting. In fact, we had him on the broadcast. It wasn't that terribly long. It was March 24th. We had Chuck Klein on there, and he's talking about mergers and acquisitions. Go back and listen to the March 24th of this year, 2014 broadcast. We also had him on, I think it was almost like nine months earlier than that. Uh, so there's two broadcasts out there on mergers and acquisitions. Great amount of information there. Excellent. Go back and listen to that broadcast if it fits with you. And it, there's a lot of information there. I'm not even going to try to repeat what Chuck was saying. But anyway, if you're interested, get a hold of me because there's certainly a trend line right now towards mergers and acquisitions. And it's not just mortgage companies. There's a lot going on in the world of technology. You look at uh, Black Knight. They're a new merger of a group of companies coming together at the old LPS, and you look at what's going on there. Very interesting what's happening across all of the landscapes. And so the question comes that I get from the smaller guys that are choosing not to merge. Are they saying, Dave, is the time of small independent mortgage bankers over? Is it only going to be the large that survive? And the answer is no. I think we're in a cycle where we see like a lunar pole, all the, you know, the, you know, I lived on the West Coast, lived in Southern California, understand the tidal wave action study at one point in time, you understand the lunar pole on that. I think we have a little bit of a lunar pole where you see this kind of uh, compliance, operationally strong, the need for all this, higher capital requirements. Yeah, that, that has a tendency to bring about some of this. Uh, mergers and acquisitions probably draws these groups together and out of necessity or out of preference. But I want to say this, for you independents out there that really have a desire, have a vision, should you, you should get more capital. It's great to have the more capital or you're going to be in this situation where you're not going to have the same position in the market. But I was talking to one of our clients, past clients out in Boston, and he's, I mean, he's struggling, but he's out hustling. And this guy is really, really smart. And uh, I'll just say his first name, Michael. And Michael is one really smart guy, and he is choosing to avoid a merger, steer away from that, and just really double down in his business. And guess what? I have, if I was a bet man, not, don't believe in betting, but uh, he is one of the guys I think is going to be very, very strong and actually grow during this time. But it does take a vision and a strategy. You've got to look at these numbers. That's why going to these conferences, go back and thump on that for a bit. That's why it's so important that we go to these conferences, attend the sessions, and listen to what's being said. You say, yeah, but look at how difficult it is to get licensed in some of these states. Well, if you'd have been attending the conference that were uh, the uh, head of New York, um, gosh, I'm trying to, I don't know, I should have brought a program here with me and had it open here in front of me, but it was speaking and talking about how he's really trying to cut in half the time it takes to get improved in New York State. And he's talking up there, and he had the guy that's running that part of the division out in the audience, and they were having this conversation back and forth. It's a challenge, granted, but they're really working on it. The trend line is many regulators see that it is distinctly possible that we have over-regulated our industry. We have over-corrected 
and oversteered the vehicle. And so that is a general sense. Again, it's hard for a regulator to not get in and think that the solution is more regulation. Again, when you're a regulator, everything, your hammer, everything looks like a nail. Well, they're hitting on them, hitting on the nails around here. Uh, but there is a sense of the, there's a shift taking place. So I encourage you as an independent, if you have a clear vision, you have a strategy, and you have a conviction in your heart, you know, I give it thought. But here's the best thing. Don't do it in a vacuum. Don't try to figure it out yourself. Get a hold of someone like my business partner, Chuck Klein, who is um, really, really can walk you through that or I'll walk you through that. I sat down and several times for over an hour and just answered questions and poured out. And it's not the same answer for everybody. In some cases, I advise, you know what, based on what I hear, you should go find a financial partner. I would look for an amp, a merger. And it's usually those that don't have the vision or are worried and you sense fear, and fear is one of the worst uh, destructive things to building a company in these kind of markets. You've got to have a bold plan of vision. Yeah, you can, you're going to have some anxiety. You're going to have some uh, worries. But if you are – you know, I like what one guy said. I heard Billy Graham is actually the one that said the, make, the decision whether or not to get off of a situation is like someone sitting on an ice block. It's never comfortable sitting in an ice block. But if the decision to get off or stay on it is, are you melting the ice cube, the ice block, or is it freezing your butt off? That was an interesting phrase there, but it caught my attention to realize, are you making a difference? Are you actually building your company? Are you actually working through the issues that you're facing? If you are, then you very likely could be one of the survivors. So that's kind of one of the themes. So I, talked to, I want to talk about that just from the standpoint of that is a lot of the conversations that are going on. Again, a lot of the independent mortgage bankers pulled me aside and talked to me that said, Dave, I'm thinking about this. If you see an opportunity, and there were, and then I got pulled and actually had formal meetings set up with individuals saying, Dave, we have money coming into the market, and we would be very interested. Could you help us find the right company? Now, they describe the right company. That's another interesting topic because the companies they're looking for are some of the better run companies that actually have a strong pr production. They're not looking to go in and fix operations. So if you have a messed up, some things messed up in your operations, the best way to tell if you're looking at your QC reports, you listen to Alice Alvey and you go, I'm not doing what Alice tells me to do, then you know what? You've got an issue and uh, you're probably not going to, if you're going to get bought, you're not going to get bought at, the, bought at a higher multiple and the more value in the company. If you're looking for someone to come in by you to fix issues that you're dealing with, probably not going to go at the kind of price that you would like to see. I'm not saying you can't get sold uh, if it's if, you know, it's possible you can't because of that, but it won't go for the multiple that you would otherwise think that you could get. So uh, interesting information, a lot of M&A talk there at the, industry, at the conference, both from the buy side and the sell side. Now, there's also some things that came out about the um, mortgage applications and some of the information about mortgage originations that we look forward to. Um, it's really interesting that on the purchase side of the equation, we've seen in 2014, well, let's go through 2013. The number was um, 136, and uh, these are in billions, uh, 136, 183 in the quarter, second quarter, 195 in the third quarter, 2013, 138 fourth quarter and then in the q1 of 2014 we saw 115 now what's interesting it's optimistic and i like this i talked to mike afterwards about this quizzed him in on is the 158 purchases they are anticipating that as the spring happens that we're seeing we're going to see more purchase activity and it's going to step up to 158 
uh, in uh, 2014, Q2, Q3 is uh, 179, and it actually drops back a little bit in Q4. And then in 2015, we see Q1 at 189. 206 in Q2, 220 in Q3, and 192. So not a lot of growth there. Now, what's interesting about the refinance applications is we actually saw we're seeing that continue to go lower. We might see the, the NBA sees a slight uptick in the Q3 on refinance activity, but really falling off in Q4 to the lowest it's been in years. Uh, back up a little bit, uh, pretty much on par to where we're at, below where we're at, just slightly below where we're at through 2015. So when we look at this, we're very much in a purchase business, and it's a lot of people are struggling on how to get in relationship with a realtor. And so we talk a lot about that. I'm trying to focus a lot of the broad, our broad on what is needed in the industry. That's why I've had uh, Jessica Peterson on talking about social media. I look at uh, some Eric Sachs, how to connect with today's real estate broker. That's two broadcasts we had. Uh, Jessica was on on May 5th. And then we had Eric Sachs on, who consults to and advises realtors on April 28th. But a lot of good information in both of them. Uh, and what you can do. Now, a lot of people say, I don't believe in social media. Just, you know, it's a great fad. I don't think it's going to work for originations. Well, I can tell you, it is, it, it, it is one of those things you should have as a, in your toolkit for sure. I agree with guys like Rick Ruby at the core training. Uh, I think the world of Rick gotten to know him really, really well this last year. I mean, much better, I guess. Um, and I, he says there's nothing, no substitute you being in front of the realtor, absolutely agree with him. Absolutely agree with him. But where is the realtor? The realtor is not in the office as much as they used to be. And I think that is one of the things that I think Eric brought out, Eric Sachs brought out in his um, hot topic interview that we did with him when we talked about how to connect with today's real estate broker. So go back and listen to those broadcasts. Um, some good material there. But we are really needing to connect. So it's all hands out, it's all out, and social media is an effective tool. I'm using it, and I can attest to the fact. Now, like my business partner, Andy Shell, you know, Profit Doctor, always wants ROI. What's the ROI? What's the ROI? I love that guy for beating on the ROI. There's nothing wrong with asking the question. But if you just look at ROI, what has worked, you're going to miss what the future is going. And I think that's the only thing about answering the question or focusing or everything is going to be determined by the ROI is there are trends towards things. And that book, The Tipping Point, that was written years and years ago, it was an excellent book. Um, who is the guy, author of that? Escaping me right at the moment. I'm looking at my bookshelf here. I should have it up here. Um, I do have it somewhere. It's just buried. But anyway, the point of that is, is that we are at a tipping point, I believe, where social media reaching out is very effective. Mark Fogarty, on the article that he published on Friday about the radio broadcast and about the podcast we were doing here, said, Dave, I'm really interested, intrigued with what you're talking about of how you could use the radio. It, he says, is it a form of social media? I said, you can't get much more social than, than a radio program, and it's definitely media. So with social media, I think what we're doing here is the quintessential definition of social media, but it doesn't have the interactivity. We're going to be talking about opening the door and having – uh, time for question and answers uh, for our listeners to dial in. In fact, I invited someone to come on the broadcast today, uh, Richard, who's one of our uh, one of our old staff members, uh, Richard Hornaday. Invited him to come on and talk about some of the stuff. Uh, very interesting 
what's going on in the trend lines happening. And uh, Richard brought out some interesting commentary. So the point of all this is this. Number one is there's got to be a new way. We're in a purchase market. You've got to be there. That's, if anyone's going to succeed, you're going to succeed through the purchase market. You've got to get in uh, looking examining your ways. I absolutely agree with Rick Ruby and the folks at CORE that you best are going to do it. You've got to get a relationship with them. But you need to go where they're at, and I don't think they're sitting in their offices as much as they were. In fact, the consumer, I've been studying millennials lately, the millennial generation, Generation Y, what are they doing? What are their trends? I think we're not seeing the household formations at their, that we have in the past. In fact, it's way off from what we're at. That's a big concern. They say as people graduate from their college, they complete their college education, they go back home and they're not forming households because the jobs haven't been there. Well, I'm talking to more and more of them who I get in contact with as a result of doing radio or television or whatever else, and different ones that contact me, and I say, start a business. If you can't get a job, go get a job. It's best. Get training from somewhere. But if you can't, go start a business. And they go, but I wasn't trained in how to start a business. I said, Find out what you're passionate about and go start a business. I don't care if it fails. You're going to learn so much. But you may phone come up with something that has never been done before, and you may come up with something and have a wild success there. So I always recommend people to go that way, but I'm wired for entrepreneurialism, always have been. So consider the source and take that advice or don't take it. But I believe a way, great way to go is get business started. So starting a business and then getting the, the looking at buying a home at the appropriate time. But we're seeing a lot of household formations at record lows so we're looking at the trend lines of millennials i did a uh, um, i do a daily video it's called today's mortgage minute it's something i put out there it's consumer facing it's right now on over 110 radio television newspaper websites you can go to find out about it uh, by going to www.todaysmortgageminute and you can check it out and what i do with that is i make a commentary on a minute to minute and a half video every day um, that is talking about what's going on in the market. I talk about millennials. And as a result of that, I, the, the videos I did, I did several related to the millennial generation. Why? Their tendencies. And what's three things about the millennial generations? Number one, they the, the, what's really, really important to them is being able to be mobile, being uh, flexible is the second thing. And they want to be able to move anywhere in the country to get a job or just experience a different part of life. So they're much more mobile. They may move to a part of a country uh, in advance of getting a job because they're employable, and they go take a job, they work there just to find out what it's like. Get, this is they're young, they're single, they have an opportunity to go move and experience different cities, and they go back and forth. So I did this broadcast, three reasons why millennials will probably not be in this, signing up to have home ownership. And then I no more did that, and one of the people that listened to me do those videos, series of videos on the millennial generation sent me a study by Fannie Mae. And I just did a broadcast on that. You can go on the website, www.todaysmortgageminute.com. Look, uh, look at the videos I did. Look those up. They're, they're from last week, this last week. And you'll see that the Fannie Mae did a study of 1,000 millennials. 49% of them, 59%, excuse me, 59% of them that are renting would prefer to own a home. What's interesting is that's down from 63% the year before. So that's, that number's moving backwards. Still, 
over the vast majority of them would like to own a home. So that's interesting. Now, here's another statistic that came out of that Fannie Mae study about millennials. 83% of the ones that owned a home, had bought a home, are glad they did and are still saying we would much rather own than rent. Now, that's encouraging for me. Now, it's only 1,000 people. You know, what's a full sampling? You understand. You get Andy Shell on, you're talking about statistical samplings. Is that a broad enough statistical? I think 1,000 millennials is probably a pretty good indication. But it certainly undid that other study I'd read where they said the three reasons millennials are probably not going to be by because they like flexibility. They want to be able to be spontaneous. They want to be able to move wherever they want. And they're not moved. That's the third thing was they're not moved by uh, the trappings of success of previous generations. A big house, a big car is not what defines them, and uh, they're defined by other things. And so, anyway, Fannie Mae study that refuted that other study, which I quoted. So it's interesting, though, about the fact that we are struggling with household formation, for whatever the reason, and we're struggling to get the real estate market up. We're actually seeing existing home sales, while they've been improving, they're still not as strong as we'd like to see them. Now, we've got home, uh, you know, home sales data, existing home sales data, and new home sales data coming out this week, um, as Joe Farr commented in his comments, so it'll be good. We'll see where that's at. Uh, I've been rambling on a long time here uh, with some just a lot of points that I want to kind of cover. I want to go back and check a couple of my notes as it relates to uh, what the, was stated at the MBA. Um, at the National Secondary Conference. Lots of really good information about that. So the walkways were, again, a lot of talk about M&A from the, buy sell, the buyer side as well as the sell side. I think that the, the overall theme is really recognizing, acknowledging the fact that we have got some serious regulations, and we're going to have to deal with it. That's no surprise. And we're going to see more mergers and acquisitions taking place amongst technology companies. The ones like Lester Dominic, who I interviewed on the radio last week, go listen to that broadcast, very financially strong, very on top of it, very much in control. Uh, but then you look at other companies that may not be as well capitalized, and they are definitely up for sale. We're seeing one by one those various companies uh, being acquired. Now, we're going to continue to see that trend and see the complexities of this all continue to shift. Um, one of the meetings I had was with Thomson Reuters. I went out and took up the trade web, got together with Adam and Michael over there at uh, Thomson Reuters. Very interesting product. If you're not familiar with that, you should be. Uh, take a look and get subscribed to Adam's commentary. It's, uh, it's amazing. Here's a young guy that just started getting out there commenting on the bond markets. He's just got a natural interest. Young guy, very bright. And it's really fun to listen and to see the different directions. I think the reason these conferences, I keep coming back to that, reason these conferences, this podcast, is have as many resources in your life as possible to get a sense for the direction of this industry, especially if you're a committed professional. There has never been a better time to be in this industry. There's also never been a worse time, one of the more challenging times to be in this industry. So as a result, we're going to see those that do not have a strong will, do not, to, do not have strong strategies and how to succeed and prosper. If you don't have a good idea, I'll tell you this. I think everyone has ideas. I think they just struggle to find it. And sometimes when I sit and talk with people in these conferences or I'm consulting, as I do a lot of consulting, they retain me because, Dave, I, I don't have any ideas. I'm scared. I don't know what to do. I'm not sure what to do. And I start interviewing them. More times than not, you have the solution to your business inside of you. You just need to ask, have someone ask you the right questions to get that out. 
And that's what I do. I enjoy doing that, whether at conferences. But just sitting in here and listening to these events, reading publications like the National Mortgage Professional Magazine, as well as uh, Tony Garitano's. And now, by the way, I'm also really pleased that, that um, Mortgage Professional MPA has picked up and started uh, republishing one of my blogs. Very grateful for that. It's getting a lot of attention. A lot of people are commenting on that. It doesn't matter. There's so many great resources out there, National Association, excuse me, um, uh, Source Media with their um, mortgage news, uh, National Mortgage News is probably one of the, probably the better, more standard reporting of what's going on and a true investigative reporting kind of thing, getting on top of the stories. They probably do the best on that. I think the other publications that are excellent out there, like National Mortgage Professional, like Tony Garantano's, like MPA, is they're, they're adding additional color to what's being said. You're getting commentary written by from articles written by people like myself who do that. So fascinating, a lot of information to be studying it. And again, if you only have so much time, <laughs> tune into this broadcast as we try to do a digest of all that is going on. Okay, I cannot believe I've rambled on for this long about what's going on. The conference, a lot of great information. It's good to hear your voices in my head. <laughs> But it's like what guy said, I hear your voices all the time. He said, it's radio. You don't, you're not hearing anything. Well, yeah, but I talked to enough of you guys. You guys email me, and it is always fun to uh, be dialed into what's happening. Appreciate you having us be a part of your broadcast. Be sure to uh, your way of getting this broadcast being a way in which you gather up all the information, what's going on. We have got, just looking at this report, it's amazing. We are now at 333,162 downloads of this broadcast. It's, it's just crazy how many people have made this a routine part of their lives. We're very grateful for you to have tuned in. Again, a special thank you to you for all you who dialed in today. Thank you. Also, want to say happy Memorial Day again to you and a special thank you to all the vets who are part of this. To those that are regularly part of the broadcast, uh, Alice and Andy and Joe and uh, Paul Malo and Tony Gartano and, and Sam Garcia, I mean, all of those that contribute, happy Memorial Day. Hope you guys are having a great time. Our listeners, thank you so much for tuning in again today. Uh, welcome your feedback. Best way to get a hold of me is send me a message through LinkedIn. David Licken, that's all you have to do is remember the last name, L-Y-K-K-E-N, David Licken, at either LinkedIn, at Facebook, or you can, of course, uh, send me an email at D, as in David, L-Y-K-K-E-N, at mbs-team.com, mbs-team.com. at mbs-team.com. It's great to be with you. We're, uh, next week, we're going to be back broadcasting and about talking about some latest trends. We've got a, hopefully got I've got one guest. I'm just waiting to confirm. I'd like to announce it, uh, but I can't right at this moment. But we'll have a special guest back here with us next week. We've got to, uh, again, say thank you to uh, United Guarantee. We don't have to. We want to. We're very grateful to United Guarantee and Velma for be sponsoring this, making this possible. If you're interested in advertising, be sure to get a hold of me. This is a great way. And United Guarantee is doing it now for two years in a row. They are doing it for a reason, and it's because it's working. Special thanks to our military folks who are serving our nation, and we wish you a very good rest of the day. Happy Memorial Day, everybody. We'll talk to you soon.
This has been Lincoln on Lending, a weekly mortgage market update with your host, David Lincoln of Mortgage Banking Solutions, enabling executives to take their business to the next level. Today's guests were Joe Farr from MBS Line, Andy Shell of Mortgage Banking Solutions, and Alice Alvey, President CMB of Mortgage U. Come by next week and thank you for listening. 